morning, everybody. First or whatever like, time of day that it or is. Or whatever time of day you're listening to this is. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsors. <laughs> Electro Voice, <laughs> SK Coffee, and Olio. Uh, so let's jump right into it. We have a lot to talk about today. We have a very special guest with us today. He's been on the podcast before, and he's back again. We want to thank Jimmy Townsend for being here. Oh, ow, ow. It's, a pleasure to, it's a pleasure to be here. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey there, guy. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. What's new with your life? Oh, you know, not much. Just hot girl summer, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. With the girls, you know, just yeah. having a great time. That's Jimmy's That's new great. favorite thing. You know, all thongs, no dongs. All thongs, no dongs. <laughs> yep. Hey, skeet it. Uh, speaking of summer, how has everybody's <laughs> summer been? It's been, man. It's been yeah. a little it's hot. It's been fast this it's, time. It's always fast. It's always it's, fast. I felt like it was slower last year, but I think well, I played a little more. That's just so. getting older. It's like been the season of the claw. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Lots of claws. Lots of claws. No laws. No laws. No laws. Yeah. Yeah. When you're drinking claws. No laws when you're drinking claws. That's right. That's right. Uh, You know, they need to come out with some really, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Favorite flavor. Yeah. Well, Pat, go. uh, Old school or new school flavor? Doesn't matter. Top three white claws, go. Uh, I'm going to go with grapefruit. I'm going to go with black cherry and then mango, number three. All right. J- uh, Jimmy. All right, we're gonna go with the uh, new seventy calorie, low calorie pineapple is number one. Boom, mm-hmm. dude. No, number yep. two will be the mango, and number three will be black cherry. All right. And number Word. zero, last place is lime <laughs> or, or lemon. Oh, you don't like that? Dude, uh, what about totally the uh, what about the non flavored claws? The pure, the pure, the pure, pure, pure. Have you tried it yet? So that, I think that'd be zero for me. Yeah, I don't know. Last I haven't place. tried it yet. I don't yeah. think that counts as a flavor. No hey, flavor let's, doesn't let's count your, as a flavor. Let's hear your white claw. Um, Okay. Um, okay. Probably mango, seventy cal pineapple, and then either black cherry or grapefruit. Can't decide. All right. Fair enough. You 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 used to be all black cherry. I all I mean I always well, liked we the no grapefruit options. black cherry. Um, I've always hated the lime. I've never liked the raspberry. Uh, the new clementine's good, but it's a little bit boring it could be more flavorful and i think like the lack of flavor on the pineapple one it actually like provides us like fake pina colada sensation okay. almost okay. there's like a bit of a hint of coconut in there or something it's really delicious yeah so let's talk <laughs> about these nice. new flavors so for those of you uninformed white claw has released a new 12 pack sampler pack and it's a 70 calorie pack it's the hot girl summer calorie pack. it is 70 it, it really calories. is and it's clementine lemon yes watermelon watermelon and, and pineapple. pineapple and you know what i and like them all, all okay i like them all except <laughs> watermelon i don't like the watermelon mm. no. i don't think watermelon is the farthest from real of any artificial flavor that exists on the planet i would say where the I f did everybody totally get agree. like Hey, watermelon's sour. Why is watermelon fake watermelon always sour? I've never had a sour watermelon unless I bit into like the water. green part. Right. Like, what the hell? Why yeah. are we making watermelons it's like so they're sour? Grind, they're you know? grinding up the rind as well I know. with it. It's wrong, people. It's just, it's just wrong. It really is. It okay, really you know is. what? Speaking of flavors of shit. Yeah. Let's get into this. Yeah. Okay? So our so, segment today is is new, not named nuke. No, it's not named, but we're going to come up with one right one Basically, right now. let me premise this with what right. happened, okay? So so we used to, uh, you know, whenever like Lay's, Fritos would come out with those uh, Lay's chips contests where they'd put out the chicken and waffles and the fried yeah. green tomato and the flavors, yeah. and we would try them on the podcast. So me and Pat would try them on the car on tour and like live stream it. Yep. 
we always want to try these things that we feel like everybody looks at at the gas station and you're like, hmm, I wonder what that tastes like. And you're like, I wish somebody I knew tried that so that I knew if it was worth it or not. And like, yep. we're those people. Yes, so that's us. I told my homies, I was like, yo, if you ever see anything weird flavored at the gas station, buy it, please. We'll review it on the podcast. Just holla at your girl. So Joel and Missa came through with some real weirdness. Actually, you know, I got to say straight up, I don't think Missa has come through yet. Joel came with through with these three things that we've been collecting here. So let's see. All right, we got. What do we got? The Hershey's Waffle Layer Crunch Strawberry. Milk chocolate with waffle cone pieces, strawberry flavored cream, and other natural flavors. All so right. it sounds like a Hershey's Kit Kat, but flavored. You're totally right with strawberry. It's like a yeah. Hershey's Neapolitan Kit Kat. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. What else we got? Next we got Hershey's Candy Corn variety. I'm excited for this because I think it's I don't know be how good. long this is. Till it, or I don't know how long since it took Joel to give this to us because he, it seems well, out of season. He gave it to us when we did the drunk history. Just so you know, when it's, we featured, it's, it's expired. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just it's saying, right. like, it's, it's candy. It doesn't expire, dude. Yeah, how does candy expire? It's, that's a marketing ploy. Yeah, that's that's fucked. But up. honestly, like, we, um, I don't know how long whoever gave this to Joel, had, Joel. had it because I know, but someone gave it to Joel. Oh, uh, no, so someone's been sitting on this since they <laughs> since they cared about candy corn, which has to have been you know last year. Yeah. So anyway, okay, so we got Hershey's candy corn, candy corn cream with candy bits. Okay, sweet right. candy bits. And then we've got jalapeno M and M's. They're open, and not only who, jalapeno who, who but them? jalapeno peanut M and M's. I haven't tried it yet. Pat, Pat they, was did a, a series, they did a yeah. series of three internationally inspired flavors. And I actually am curious now what the other two are. Yes. Uh, I have tried those and I have my opinions. but Clearly, like we can see them. that, Pat. It's open. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't try them yet. I've been waiting, Pat. Okay. I have a little patience here. Okay, so here we go. Jalapeno M&M. All right, here we go. Candy All right. We're, All right, there's one. Candy number one. one. Everyone Jalapeno You're going to relive this, Pat. Yeah, you don't, you don't ruin it for everybody that hasn't had it. All right, right cheers. Ready? Cheers, everybody. Mm, tastes like an M&M so far. Wait for it. All right. It tastes like, just like an M&M. Yeah, where's, Wait for where's it. the spice? Are we desensitized? Wait for it. Still tastes like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is at the end, a little bit of kick on oh, the tongue I'm there. Saying. Oh, hey. Mm -hmm. It's burning the back of my throat. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so... That was a little bit weird, a little bit of but it wasn't bad. It's not bad. There's it's a Subtle. it's a back end. If you're very spice. white, it's a little spicy. If you want to cough while you're like swallowing your food, <clears throat> eat these M and M's. I don't hate it, you guys. I like them. It's okay. <clears throat> they're no, better than. I really the, want to uh, know what the other flavors are. Will you look it up, Chibo? They're better these? than the other flavors of M and M's the that we've tried in the past. Inspired mm -hmm. flavors of M and M's. Okay, so we don't we tried think? that one. All right, y'all. The consensus is. Everyone thinks it's weird. But I'd me. say it's like a six out of ten. That's a six. That's not five bad. Or, you know, for me, no, that's maybe. not bad. Wait, let's establish what like a one is. One is you would never give it to anybody, and you would one never like, like let's put a candy bar. Let's name something to it. One is one. like um, uh, whoppers. Dude, <laughs> whoppers. Are, <laughs> I fucking hate whoppers. Yeah, whoppers are so disgusting. Much. So bad. I hate anything malted with malt malt malted milk balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> malted milk. Get out of here with your malt balls. Your malted milk balls that sit in my freaking Yeah, fuck that shit. Okay, and. Me and Pat did um the candy, or we did the you know Easter uh, candy we did the Easter review. review. Yeah, and one of the most hated candies was candy corn. Candy corn is quite disgusting. Well, so, no, it was called it was called bunny corn 
for Easter. Okay, well, they can shut it. I, I actually I think hate they were candy just being corn. Sacrilegious. I actually this like is... candy corn. Okay, so here we go. We've opened the Hershey's candy corn Ooh, this bar. Smells, this smells, smells weird. It smells like... It smells like, like frosting. It smells yes. like frosting. Yes. Oh, it's, no. It's oh, no. It smells awful. <laughs> it smells like frosting. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers, cheers. to cheers. turkeys. Right. Turkeys? Mm-hmm. No. No, pumpkins. Honestly, it just tastes like frosting. <laughs> How, you know... <laughs> It totally tastes like frost. Yeah, it's just frost. Yeah, it really does. I, like I can it. see the candy corn like aspect of it, but at, at end of the day, it's just frosting. <laughs> oh my god, it's Dude. totally frosting. Wait, you. but did you get any of those corn if bit, you, candy like, corn bits? If you want to eat a bowl of frosting, yeah. get those candy. This bar. really brings me back to when I was a kid, and like, I would take a spoonful of frosting left over. Seriously. Okay, we looked. I looked. I up, don't hate it because I hate candy corn. That was good. No. In case you're wondering, the other flavors of those M and M's are mm, thank you. English toffee peanut. That Ew. might be interesting. That sounds good. No Thai coconut peanut. Oh, that sounds awesome. That sounds, sounds good. a little great. Yeah. And then Mex- the Mexican jalapeno. Is that contest over? Can you tell? Mm, officially announcing. I don't know. I have to look. When did it get announced? Can vote until May seventeenth. So. so it's over. So it's so over. we'll never have them again. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Anyway, if right. y'all ever see any crazy candies out there. Holla China. at your yeah. gras and bois, and we'll go snag them from the gas station and yeah. give them a try so that you don't have to. You know what? That brings me back to the Mountain Dew challenge like eight years ago when they first started bringing Doing in like the, the whiteouts and the, the voltage. And yeah. The... So voltage was the purple one, I believe. Yeah, it was. I used to get that like almost every week. I'd go to Did the- Did you play video games while you drank it? No, I would, I would go over to my buddy's place and I'd watch <laughs> Gopher football games because I was just you, fresh you out of college. You were just amped with the Mountain yeah. Dew. Yes, Amped. and what I would do is I would mix it with Bacardi. Hey. And Bacardi and Mountain Dew Voltage, the purple, is a winning combination. Look at the beautiful color and layers All on right, these All right, you guys, we just waffle. opened the Hershey. Hold on. Yeah, what, what do we have here? The Hershey Waffle Layer Crunch Stra- Strawberry smell it. Edition. Give it a smell. It smells artificial. Ooh, totally smells It smells like artificial. chocolate. It smells like that uh, strawberry filling you get in like the chocolate-like combo. Group, like a Valentine's Day box. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's just like artificial like strawberry. That All right, here fluff. we go. <laughs> Tastes like it too. Yeah. But with more uh, of a crunch. It's okay. It's just like it's like Nestle Crunch mixed with like artificial strawberry, basically. Of all the three that we tried here, I expected this one to be the best. I think it's and the best. And I think it's the worst. Really? I think the I candy think corn the one tastes really good. Seriously. <laughs> it tastes like frosting. I hate candy corn. Me too. It is disgusting. really good, candy though. I kind of want to eat more of it. Break me off another <laughs> piece. <laughs> Break me off a piece of that candy corn. Break you off another piece of that candy corn. Break me off a piece of that candy corn. So basically. <laughs> okay, so like, yeah, well, we did not expect this outcome, everybody. And no. this is why we try things. This is weird. So expired candy is a move. So I think the M&M's jalapeno one. Tastes just like normal M and M's, but with like a back end. But then kick. at the end, it's like spicy. The, can- the hand, the candy corn. It's so rich. That's the thing. It's like it's very rich. For- it's delicious. Mm. So yeah, go find yourself a Hershey's candy corn bar because that was actually bomb. Okay. So anyway, we can move on now to you That's know really the, the topics of, of the week. Mm. <laughs> oh man, undisclose how much pot we smoked before this session. Not enough. Zero. Maybe we should smoke more. So okay, Pat. Yeah. What topics do we have this week before mm. we go into our amazing guest? Yeah, before we get into our amazing guest, we have a lot of topics we need to cover aside from new candy it's ideas. It's really not a lot. It's a couple. Mm. But enough to talk about. Okay. 
All right. New album from the Beastie Boys. Megan, you got some info on this, right? Um, yeah. Apparently it's like their most sampled album since Paul's Boutique. Yeah, do you know when it's coming out? 2020. 2020. Not sure exactly when. Uh, and you know it's what? It's an exciting announcement for the the BB it's, fans. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, but I'm a, I was a big fan of MCA uh, Adam Yock Yach Yock. The one who passed away. All right, so but here's an article here's an interesting article from 2014 saying Mike D from Beastie Boys, Mike D, Mike Diamond says the band promised MCA they would not make new music after his death. So you said they have a new album coming out. And this disregards this hey, article from five you know, years ago. It's all about well, click on the article that I posted in there then. Uh, yes, they are EPs made out of B-sides from that era. Okay. There yes. you go. All right, so, okay, so we're both ready. All right, so. Cool. All right, so the new Beastie Boys quote albums are actually new EPs which are made out of remixes and reworkings of songs from that era Hits that we know from Paul's boutiques, such as Shake Your Rump, Hey Ladies, and Shadrach. Uh, and those will be coming out on July 26th and August 2nd. So those should be out by the time this episode is released. So go check out the new Beastie Boys songs or the reworks slash remixes of said songs. Boom. Roasted. Boom, boom, boom. boom. What else Roasting. is going on in current events, Pat? Uh, current events, we got a lot. Um, there's a really boring... <laughs> Pat crushes his wife when he has sex. Boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> boom. Where's the boom, boom? That's a joke on too many thing, too many levels. A, because I'm super skinny, and B, I have no friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. That I was have... like hella depressing. Mm. Okay, go on. Wamp, wamp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I showered Jimmy right there. It's all right. <laughs> that um, was my bad. Um, I have another really kind of boring issue to talk about. Oh, man. Right? Are you going to talk boring about power. Ohio and yeah. the power bills? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the Ohio power, power bill. Oh, God. I really don't want to talk about it. So I'm Thank God. Let's talk about oh, Amazon. Oh, man. Pat. I told you Let's it was boring Let's talk about Amazon, before. Okay. Amazon. So post Pat's boring topic of Ohio power bills, um... Jimmy has some really enlightening information about, you know, our one of our favorite people here on this podcast, J.K., Jeff Bezos, oh, got yeah. divorced from his wife, which, yes. like, obviously, because disgusting. So, yeah, they got divorced, and... Is, what, what, why? I don't know. Is she, that, is she gross? Megan was No, he is. Oh, he's oh. disgusting. Oh, okay. Well, she got... <laughs> their settlement, she got $38 billion. $38 Wait, billion. Wait, billion with a B? 38 billion that's the billion. three comma club the three comma club. three comma club the three comma club yeah yep three so. comma club where the f did you hear that where the b Pat. did you hear that oh wow yeah i heard Pat it wow comma club. a show on hbo about rich people yeah an yeah. hb show Got yeah it. so 38 billion his value his net value is 118 billion dollars so that's like pocket change to him right so isn't it kind of <clears throat> just like pause isn't it kind of fucked up that we like put monetary value on people's lives and like give them net worths yes it's kind of yes. really weird like innately i was just thinking about that the other day i was like wow like it's like it's like the adult wall street version of picking your like top eight friends on myspace that is true it's right. like really like mortifying yeah. that we like put like that much value like in the public eye on a person you know anyway right. could you imagine back when they all had t-mobile and they were all billionaires and they had to pick their five friends 
Oh my god, I forgot about that. The five <laughs> friends thing. Remember the sidekick, dude? The I always wanted, I always wanted a sidekick, but they and didn't have T-Mobile in Montana. I so I was just like, wah wah, Snoop Dogg will never give me a sidekick. I didn't I have never the, had I had the razor though. One. I had the did razor. Anybody, so did I. Did anybody actually ever have a sidekick though? I know people who had yeah, them. Yeah, me too. And they oh, were man, really cool. Oh man, they looked so cool. You could just they like text super like, cool. I don't need T9, oh, I bitch. I, I got had, a full yeah, fucking yeah. You know what though? Phone. I have to say, when I was a freshman in college, 2004, this is going to date me, and I went to a wow. concert. No one's going to date you. <laughs> oh, boom. 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 Roasted. Okay. Anyway. So I went to a, a concert at our our you know commons, and we had uh, Everclear was playing, which is also oh. which was dated for us at the time. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. You're roasting I'm yourself. Roasting anyway, and I was wearing, I had a I had an old Nokia phone, one of those brick phones, right? Nice. And Could you see through it though? No, it wasn't one of those. You didn't oh, have no. the clear. Lame. No, I didn't have a clear one. The crystal one. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> somebody like some drunk dude and his buddy like picked me up and crowd surfed me and it was like super tight, uh, like crowd and the whole crowd was like swaying to one side and it like moved everybody over and knocked everybody over. So I was on top of people and I got knocked over because they all got knocked over like dominoes and I so lost you fell my phone. On, like six people. At Probably once. yeah, but anyway, in that process, I lost my phone. And I got all the way back to my dorm and I realized I didn't have my phone. And I was like, shit. So I called my number from my buddy, my roommate's phone. Somebody answered and they're like, yeah, your phone's in pieces, but I'm still talking on it. I'm like, really? And I go and met up with them. And it was like literally in six pieces. But there was just like the the core, like the CPU and the screen, the, the buttons that they could like talk to. <laughs> it's I, good you go and I, met I, up with them. Yeah. Yeah, you just had to like. Yeah, no, they're the like, phone worked amazing. They're like, they're like, yeah, the phone fucking worked fantastic. Nokia, the OGs. It really worked, and I just like grabbed all the pieces and I popped it all back together, and it was fine. Had that phone for like four incredible years. Incredible story. Yeah, incredible. It's an incredible phone. Incredible. Yeah, Nokia brick phones. <laughs> incredible. Anyway, that's what I got for that. Uh, Everclear was all right. Huh. N- interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you know, um, speaking of Everclear and like clear vodkas and mm. oh, clear grain liquors and things. Too. This is kind of a downer, but they found a uh, one of the like top Russian Instagram influencers dead in stuffed in her own suitcase in her apartment. Really? Like yesterday in Russia. That sounds so pretty Russian way to die. Claustrophobic. Yeah, and people were like, you know, in Soviet Russia this isn't too surprising. Yeah, and obviously Reddit said. catapulted into the in Soviet Russia jokes of, you sure. know, in Soviet Russia suitcase peck you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, I have a, a good catastrophic guys, thread. Have you guys ever just drank Everclear straight? Yeah, it's disgusting. I did it once when I was like 17 and it was decision. the dumbest thing i've ever done in my life yeah except when we made that green dragon with everclear Ooh, yeah. which is also the grossest thing that was pretty we've gross. ever done in our lives yeah we took this weed that was like blown already like uh blown for distillate yeah but it was still supposed to be at I mean, least potent has, enough like, to make butter or something out right. of it still had so like we your, decided to make green yeah, dragon like, with it which would be like the most potent thing we could really still get out of it and it had been sitting out a while, but the, you know, still I'd gotten like five pounds of this blown weed from somebody for free. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make something of this. So I had my buddies who lived in Wisconsin that were coming to visit me like a weekend later, Chuck and Brandon, 
bring me like five bottles of Everclear because Minnesota state law is that they can't have liquor above 100 proof. But real Everclear is like 190 proof or something, right? Uh, the real Everclear, yeah, is like 190 proof. So it's like Ugh. 85%. Yeah, so I had Brandon and Chuck bring. Or, sorry, like 95%. Yeah, I had alcohol. them bring Everclear here because. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, because I knew they could get the real stuff. Yeah. So we soaked we soaked a bunch of weed in like a bunch of mason jars to make Green Dragon. We were going to wait about three months thinking it'd be sort of potent by then. Totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember this. Six, eight months later. Yeah, it's like right when I they met came you guys. to visit yeah. us. Yeah. And we were like, they were like, how's the Green Dragon? And I was like, holy shit. I totally forgot about that. So we go take it well, out. It was tucked away in like a weird bottom cabinet. Well, like yeah, it can't shit. get any light. Like that's yeah. a whole other thing. It was awful. It was the most bad tasting, grossest, I, smelling, ugliest looking thing on the planet. I'm unsure if it got me high or if I just got drunk off of that little drop I put underneath my tongue. I don't think you could get drunk from a drop of Everclear. Well, but I don't know. It was funny because. Um, this dude that I knew came over and he was like the hugest stoner ever could and was always like just bragging about I could take so many benzos and this and that. And like, I'm like, I have this really potent tincture, dude. You should kind of guinea pig it because I'm afraid of it. <laughs> like, seriously. Hey, it's like, and he's it, like, word, okay. Mikey, he'll try so anything. he takes a whole shot of it. Yeah. And then like a half hour later, I'm like, sup with it. You know, he's like, I don't know. It was really gross, but I'm fine. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm going to take another one. I'm like, are you like oh, sure you want to do that? It's been right. soaking forever. And so he takes another one. And then he's felt a little frigged. Whatever. That was kind of that. Then uh, my homie Shomes comes over and takes a shot of it. Can't get off my couch for 11 hours. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I remember I I took an Idiot. e-cig bottle. I took like a little 30 mil like e-cig bottle, empty bottle that I had of that and would try it out. Yeah, that shit worked. It worked. It was just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But um, anyway, you know, I learned my lesson there. Use some fresh weed or like just power through it, I guess. I mean, we got rid of all of it despite yeah. it being gross. I mean, there's probably lots of mind-altering substances that are really gross. I mean, lots yeah. of alcohol is gross before you soak weed in it. So yeah. anyway, you know, people will do anything just to get a little buzz. Uh, <laughs> that's the morale. That's true. That's true. That's the morale of the story, Pat. Do you want to hear my Everclear story? Uh, didn't you you're just from tell Wisconsin. It? You have, didn't of you just course, tell you have it? an Everclear story. No, I didn't even I didn't. You even just told it. it. Didn't you go to see Everclear? Oh, that doesn't count. I'm talking about the booze. Here, <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so when I was no. uh, a sophomore in college, my roommate at the time. What year was that? Just kidding. Can we get a date on that? 2006. Yeah. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted yeah. <laughs> and um, my roommate, his old roommate, like who lived right down the street, still had an apartment. And we would go over there and party once in a while. And he had a bottle of Wisconsin Everclear. Uh, the first story is I took three shots of it. Rip. Yeah, and the second one started dribbling down my face, and I just remember my <laughs> face and neck burning from it dribbling down. It was so potent. And uh, he was seeing um, a ba- uh, college basketball player at the time, and she was like six foot seven. And I started shit talking her. And I'm, for those Classic. of you guys who can't see me, I'm five eight, five nine, and very skinny. Very skinny, according to him. And just kidding. She, well, this is boom true. roasted. Boom, boom roasted. roasted. And, <laughs> 
anyway, she wasn't happy with what I was saying. I don't remember exactly what I I was saying, but she picked me up and threw me over a couch. <laughs> That's amazing. I was just going to say that. It reminds me of on, oh. on, on The Office when Dwight's in line to go to that club and he looks the up and Amazonian he's like, Amazons. Women. Yeah. Amazon. 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 Like and they're all like the uh, basketball Virginian players. basketball players. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so that happened to me. Amazons. I got thrown over. Amazon. Um, the next time <laughs> I went over to their place and I was taking shots. Of, his, this guy's name was Jake Pemberton. So what's up, Jake Pemberton? I know you're not listening, but... I was taking shots of his Everclear, and after like two or three of it, I fell off a chair and cracked my head open on a microwave. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Wow, you have to go out of your way to hit your head on a microwave. I feel like those are yeah. like at then, like eye level. Those are, <laughs> those are like higher than eye level. How do you how do you do? How do you hit your head on a microwave? You, you propel yourself upwards and hit. You know, your actually, head. Who really knows? actually, Who really knows? <laughs> this makes me think of this story I used to tell about my mom when I was young. This one time. <laughs> I literally came up the stairs in like our old house before the one that they live in now. And I like looked to my left and my mom um, is like chopping a vegetable to the left facing cabinets and to the right is the microwave. Mm -hmm. She just had pulled something out of it and she just like mindlessly without looking goes to shut the microwave with her right hand and it doesn't click. Mm -hmm. It just like, bam, like right back. back Nails are in the side of the head. I literally died of laughter. (laughs) (laughs) She's like still mortified of this story. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That was like so funny all growing up. Yeah, my mom beamed herself on the head with a microwave door. So maybe that's how you did it. No, no, no. This was like in a college apartment. So it was like on a lower shelf. (laughs) So you face planted and pretty much like tipped over and just like tipped over. (laughs) Yeah. I tipped over off the chair and kind of cracked my head open on it. Cracked it uh, open. The, that's funny how that's a phrase. Like when I was young, people would always say that phrase like crack. Man, crack you know, like Nathaniel crack, went and cracked his head open on the church pew or yeah, like whatever. Yeah, which just means like it doesn't actually crack your head open. But you Yeah, but in really my hard. head, I was like, wow, yeah, are you cracking their heads like skull open? skull fractures like and yeah, an like egg? the brains poked yeah, out. In my, yeah, in my head as a child, I was like, damn, people be cracking their heads open. Like I, know, I right? thought that was for You need real. to be careful. Have you ever seen those uh, quad shot glasses? They sell them at like dollar stores and stuff. Mm-mm. You mean a low ball? No. <laughs> yeah, you mean they have a little, they have, No, I've seen them before. They have little marks on them. It's like it's like pussy or something. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's <laughs> a, a quad Dude, shot. You man. know it's so funny. When I was hanging out no, with No, I have not seen those. I want one. When I was yeah, hanging out with Frameworks at Playthink. Yeah. Um, we were like, I was like, Do you want to come take a shot with us? We had this huge bottle of El Himidor. And we were treating it like a baby all weekend. Like we swaddled it and we were like, I would like talk, we like take videos of me like tossing it in the air, like, (gasps) you know, like of me throwing it up, acting like it was a little little baby. baby. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, I asked Matt if he wanted to take a shot. He's like, um, for sure, let's go. You know, he's from England. I'm like, pour this freaking shot for him. And he's like, you Americans take the biggest shots I've ever seen. I was like, I thought the Brits were badass. Seriously, what that's what I thought. I was like, well, don't I you guys y'all drink in pubs like, all day? Don't I could drink you under the table. Home. Yeah, they talk a lot of shit. I know. Yeah. Well, I think that's just English people. But oh, yeah, no, I he know. was like really Bigger. astonished at the size of shots that we would take. Like everything's big. They take like a sip. They um, drink a lot of beer over there. For sure, but yeah, they were like yeah. super shocked at the size yeah. of like <laughs> liquor shots that we take over here, which is kind of funny. Well, but, that's that was the the downfall of the British Empire. They just couldn't hang, you know. <laughs> They're like you Americans are just man. Okay, Tim. Something like Some that. people just can't hang, Something man. Like that, man. Yeah. Anyway, um, all right. Well, let's segue into this awesome guest of the week. Mm-hmm. We got 
the prolific Kiva. Our first guest tonight is... Introducing special guests. Let's do this. You're listening to Green Room Podcast. Hey, this is Kiva, and you're listening to the Green Room Podcast. y'all we're chilling with kiva today the queen of deep dark and dangerous which is super dope i met her in denver for the first time when we were hanging out with um i marie katie watson who we both mutually know Mm -hmm. so we're stoked to have you on the cast today dude thank you for hanging out with us yeah thank you so much for having me i'm stoked Foch. so we had our first question obviously that's probably the most cliche where did kiva come from the name yes um so Kiva is the name of a city in Uzbekistan. Um, sounds a little bit random, but yeah, it was just, it was one of those things that jumped out at me. Um, I was in Turkey actually, and I had been searching for a name for a while and I was on, uh, it was in an airline magazine. I was reading this article about all the like Stan countries, you know, like Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan and all that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it just jumped out. And it's like all a the city. stands. I love yeah, that. all the There's stands, like them, you know, yeah. like all yeah. those countries that like I would love to know more about. I don't know shit about them. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a like ancient trade route city. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. 
So it's it weird just... how like inspiration strikes in the weirdest ways. I know somebody that named their project after a sham, like the name of one of those bedhead shampoo bottle brands. I thought you were going to okay. say Sham Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Their... Sham Wow. Sham Wow. DJ Sham Wow. She the best. Because it yeah. dries up real quick. hopefully not (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i can't feed my family a real short career (laughs) shamwow did have a short career just like the dj (laughs) holy Um, fuck there is some interesting names out there for sure like i'm definitely always curious about the the origin of people's names yeah definitely i sometimes am like why but you know hey to each their own (laughs) i know no totally their own if you connect with shamwow you know, deep in your soul, good on you. Yeah. I forgot about the sham wow. I think I'm going to buy Oh my one. God. Yeah. Anyway, RIP sham wow. So anyway, um, how did you like find your way into, would you, would, I guess, what would you like describe your sound as, which is, I know, a really hard question. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, right now, like, of course, like, you know, if, if people ask me generally, like the one word answer is, is dubstep. But then obviously you get all sorts of looks when people like I just played a festival last weekend. And when I tell them they pl- I play dubstep, they're like, no, you don't. I'm like, OK, whatever you say then. But <laughs> <laughs> like you can be the judge of that. I don't really care. But um, I mean, everything, of course, is bass oriented. Um, everything revolves around the bass, really. And I think that's just because where I kind of got my start within making my own music Um Everything strongly had to do with bass music, but so many of my, you know, influences are not from bass music. You know, it's like that's the world I'm in and I love so much of it. But, you know, it's like I listened to metal for my entire adolescence. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, totally. There was metal. Um, you know, I listened to a lot of rock. I listened to a lot of hip hop. So there, there are all those things intertwined. And I don't know, like, I feel like when I listen to my own music, I hear all those elements. So it's it's hard for me to describe. Um but again, it's typically everything is around 140. It's all bass oriented. So at the end of the day, I just, I just say dubstep because really mm-hmm. it does have that backbone. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. It's, um, it's interesting to draw all the parallels that there really are between like metal and the metal scene yeah, and the electronic with the music that scene, we, I feel like. People that we interview... Like for, for such so like wild and sort of, I guess I could metal. describe metal as an angry sound. To yeah, a degree. yeah, it's aggressive. Like, it's that for like it being aggression. so aggressive, it's got mm-hmm. the nicest fucking people yeah. on the whole planet. Yep. Yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's kind of they're, it's and like that's all kind just of a really parallel sensitive, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whoa. Calm down. All right. Big metal yeah, now sensitive that, people. Yeah. Now that, now that emo has like you know. Came and passed. Emo's still here, dude. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah, it's here and it's strong. Yo, Emo's making a comeback. I tell you, it it is dead ass, (laughs) dude. Like, um, Marshmallow just made a song with like Avenged Sevenfold. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. Are they an emo band though? Avenged Sevenfold is like they've got the emo persona, and I think that they were in that vibe. I tell you what, I reckon like there's a conspiracy about it all. Like, not to go there, but. Any store you go into right now, it's like I guarantee you, you'll find like eighty Avenged Sevenfold shirts. Like they're they're plugging really? them in. Whoa, that's interesting. Huh. I maybe swear they to got God. like a maybe who manages like some, them now? Some promo or something. <laughs> maybe Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Maybe, but good on him. Maybe. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. coming back. Oh, good on them. <laughs> that's insane. And, All that shit is coming back. I just mm. saw this festival get announced. That's like literally like some forty-one Avenged Sevenfold, like the. Friday before 
my ashes burn. I don't know. You know, under yeah. oath. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Crazy. You know, well, you know what I think it is? You know what I think it is? I think it's uh, people who grew up on that type of stuff, like warp Tour type things Fully. in the early 2000s well, was, like, are so now, into they're fail. now in their like mid twenties and they have some money in their pocket with some, you know, job, like they have a job or something and now they can you afford mean, like tickets. why all these Disney remakes are happening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's all nostalgia. Yeah. Well, no, so yeah. they're, gonna, like they're the taking kids, advantage of nostalgia. Exactly. The kids have grown up now. I'm for it. Like I've seen a couple lineups too, where it's I was funny. like, damn, like I didn't even know that these, you know, cause it's like, you listen to those bands when you're like 16 to, you know, whatever age. And then, you kind of mm-hmm. go in your own thing and then you realize that they're still touring and you're just like, fuck, I want to go. They're still touring those same albums though. That's what's yeah. the funny part. Yeah. But, a lot of them are. Um, a lot of them are. I mean, I don't blame them. I would be totally toked if all of a sudden like there was a huge resurgence because of nostalgia and I just got to like go back on the road again. Plus, I bet a lot of those people are like reaching yeah. the end of the money. <laughs> yeah, well, the, if you, you can know, take advantage before. of it, you know, it's like um, I just listened to an interview with the dude from Tool, uh, uh, Maynard, whatever is his he name a is. tool? Yeah, Maynard no, James he's a really King. nice guy. Seems like at least. Um, <laughs> what a and tool. He was kind of talking about the same thing though, about like how he plays in three bands, and I mean he's he's in his mid forties, almost fifty probably, mm-hmm. and he just he says when you can take an opportunity to tour, you do it. But he has so many other irons in the fire, and I'm imagining a lot of these bands do. I'm imagining a lot of them mm-hmm. don't. But that's also like per musician and relative, yeah. because like there are so many people who are like just itching for the day when they don't have to tour anymore. Right. And they just yeah. like make money off their streaming and save up and be done. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is there, I, I suppose it's the grass is always greener kind of mentality. Well, also, though, you have people like Jason Han from String Cheese who fucking plays nine shows in during jazz week in like right. four days. You know, right. he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to be really nice here, Jason. He's like early 40s and he's um got more stamina than like anybody i fucking know dude will play like a bajillion shows any set you ever ask him to stay up all night and is always somehow sober Uh, yeah i don't know you got those sort of anomaly people who are just like let's go 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 i can play anytime any place always down yeah there's always an outlier yeah for sure for sure um anyway uh so jesse have you always been in Vancouver or did you migrate there from elsewhere? Yeah. So I moved here, like, I guess it's been two and a half years now. Um, yeah, I grew up on Vancouver Island. So I'd like spent okay. a little bit of time here. Um, I came here for like three months after I graduated uh, and then I just kind of peaced out and I was other places in the world. But yeah, I've been here for like two and a half years. Um, I was in Los Angeles previously before this. So cool. I think, yeah. yeah, Vancouver, I think, is a beautiful city. I was there maybe about eight years ago, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was nice. a little cold. but yeah, it's a bit um, cold. I love Van. It's so but pretty. But it was, it was awesome. And yeah, cool. it's, they it's have beautiful. good food there, too. Yes, they do. Canada has good food. Fuck. It does, yeah. yeah. No, oh, we're pretty, speaking like, of fucking Canada. Yeah. <laughs> you just played yeah. in Valhalla, right? Yes. Or at Valhalla? Yes. Okay, so I was in the province next to you. I was in New Brunswick. Oh, yes. Um, awesome. And I was flown out to play a festival that went totally awry. I didn't even play. I just like what? literally flew in and like they told me like I, my flight was delayed like four hours. I missed my set time. They told me they couldn't reschedule me. Um, and so I flew right back out 
And it was like the Aww. longest 48 hours in the airport I've ever had in my life. And I'm like texting Kalena, like K-Lab's girlfriend. Yeah, because I was with and them I'm like, at Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, I know that. She's <laughs> like, dude, Jesse's so cool. I love us so much. I can't wait to hang out with us, with all of us. It's going to be the best impression. time ever. Thank you. There you go, Kalena. Um, and yeah, she's like texting me. She's like, oh, it's so nice and sunny here. And like everybody's like just having so much fun and I love it. And I'm like, oh, I'm like in a fucking hotel room waiting to wake up at 4 a.m. to fly out. And oh, I didn't play. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> That's I a usually ways love to Canada. go to not be able to play. Okay, so my family's from New Brunswick. So, okay. yeah, like I, I get that that's out there. <laughs> yeah, it was. I had to fly into Moncton. Uh-huh. And there was um the World Junior Olympic tennis playoffs happening there. Well, that's So every hotel was full. And like the 20th one that I called had a room open. Thank God. But wow. anyway, I usually love Canada. I played in BC a couple times last year and shit like that. Have you yeah. played um, Shambhala before? Uh, yes, I played last year. That was my first time playing. And how was it? And it was fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it truly was. Okay. Like, you know, like you have, I think everyone kind of has this in their career, no, no matter what point you're at in it, that, you know, you have your kind of like big one where you're just like, this is, you know, a big breakthrough for me. Shambhala was kind of like that because it really was the festival that kind of changed everything and started it all. If you could, if you could say that, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. So I don't think think I've, from all the people that we've had on here, now this is the 40th episode. I haven't heard one person say anything bad about Shambhala. I think it's 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 like the number one festival of all time. I think it actually just got rated number one festival and like number two was like base coast. I just like know what the fuck's going on over there. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, no, it's amazing. And it, it truly like, I don't say this about, I mean, obviously you go to so many fucking awesome festivals and everything, but I feel like Shambhala is one of those ones that there's a very, very special energy and it, it, it changes people's lives a hundred percent. That's awesome, dude. So along that line, kind of you talking about like it it kind of helped you pop off. How did you get to working with um, Deep, Dark and Dangerous? Yeah. So um, I so, yeah, my first Shambhala, I went there. That was kind of like my first real foray into electronic music in general. And it was like a couple years later, um, at like my third Shambhala or something like that. One of my friends um, was like, oh, you have to come see Truth with me. And it, I think it was maybe like a year, a couple of years after that. I don't remember um, that I met Dre and then I met Tristan. So I met the guys quite a bit ago. And it was just one of those things that evolved naturally, you know, like we're all on the same page. We're all doing the same thing, very much on the same wavelength, you know. So yeah, for sure. that kind of family bond just came about really naturally and yeah and then I started going to Outlook and doing things with them and it just yeah the rest is history I guess so you Mm -hmm. have done Outlook before I saw that you've got that coming up and but you've been to Croatia before yeah I think this will be my fifth year there holy fuck Mm -hmm. really as a performer uh this will be my third year performing awesome yeah that's so cool i really want to get out there katie talked about how awesome it was oh that's right yes that's where i met her officially really yeah like her and i were um where were we in berlin teagle and i think we kind of spotted each other and like obviously knew that we were on the same kind of track um and then it ended up that when i got in i didn't have like keys to my airbnb yet so she let me stay at hers and then we had a changeover, and then she stayed at mine. So, yeah, it was really cool. It just worked out naturally. Oh, nice. 
and now That's I get to see her all the time, which is sweet because Denver is like my second home. <laughs> yeah, dude, same. We were talking about that last time that we yeah. were there. I feel like was that like the second or third time? Oh wait, I guess I thought it was three, just because I saw you at Bloom too. But I guess yeah, yeah two different times we've in mm-hmm. the in, within this year that we've like both been in Denver at the same time for shows. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. Like when you think about how many places you go, it's like obviously that one's pretty high up on the list if you're like constantly seeing different people. Yeah, that place is the Mecca. I really enjoy Mm -hmm. going to Denver just because I know I'm going to see at least like 10 people that I Yeah, Yeah, it's really nice. And doing the same thing as me too. Yeah. And yes, fuck yeah, good food. (laughs) There's this place there that we should go next time. Um, It's all gluten free. And I know it sounds hoity-toity, but they have, like, this amazing, like, they have lobster and lots of pescatarian options and shit, and I love seafood. They even have, like, gluten-free beers. And um, they're called Reverie. And they just moved locations and reopened, so we got to go soon. But anyway, plug for Reverie. It's so good, dude. Someone was telling me that, like, you have to get this seafood in Denver, and I was like, that doesn't sound... That doesn't sound right. Yeah. (laughs) But if you say it's the one, I believe you. It feels oxymoronic to get seafood in a landlocked state. Yeah. Like, they fly all that stuff I guess in I, every day. Exactly, I, yeah. They do, yeah. It's all fresh. People ask that shit all the time here. Like, oh, these oysters are old. I, I work at a bar where we sell oysters. They're like, these mm-hmm. oysters are old. I'm like, we get these every day, dude. These are flash frozen. Like, get with the now. Yeah, it's or like we live in a pretty progressive society, yeah. at, at least for seafood, I would say. Yeah. yeah, and also, like, are you seriously complaining that you live in a state in the center of the fucking continent yeah. and you didn't get a fresh oyster? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, move it's like away. It, or, like, sushi. <laughs> you ain't got to like, shuck that shit yourself or yeah, dig it. Exactly. You're digging for clams. Seriously, I dare you to try to shuck that shit yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like, love to watch that. Yeah, we, we got these oysters. They were, Half like, a off. week old. They've just been sitting here in, like, 70-degree weather. Seriously. Half out. off to watch your dumbass try to shuck this oyster. <laughs> I couldn't do that. No way. That's so, that shit's hard. I don't yeah. know how to shuck an oyster. If you gave me oyster. an oyster, I would not know what to do. No, me neither. I had to have somebody show me how to even eat a crawfish. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't even know how to it's do like that. Like squeeze the butt and it, like Ugh. split oh, the middle and it pops out. Like I don't know. It's weird. I need to it's have not like more crawfish experiences. I don't think I've really. Dude, okay, don't get me started. Let's totally advocate to have a crawfish boil at Katie's house when next time we're in Denver. So, okay, yeah, I'm keen. Yes, queen. (laughs) Yes. We'll put the little corns on the cob in there, you know, with the potatoes and shit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. full full southern style. Yeah, some andouille (laughs) sausage. Katie's going to be so on board. Katie... I know you're going to listen to this, so hi. Yeah, yeah, no, she's going to love it. (laughs) Actually, last time I was there, we had like a full-on like barbecue but we did like all these like um vegan things like vegan sausages oh, why, and stuff were like you that those here i'm sorry no i was with uh ashley siren oh okay and Dozier's it was amazing too. like i don't get to barbecue that often because usually i'm like you know you turn up to the barbecue and you're like i don't eat meat everyone's like oh yeah sucks to be you <laughs> so yeah oh. that was kind of nice <laughs> i didn't know you were a veggie too that's awesome yeah, yeah. um uh, me and Dozier are going to do an episode for that We Out Chia thing that Alicia's doing, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know what that thing Katie's been kind of working on. Yes. That they got that grant for, I know a little bit about it. Wait, they got a grant for that? Yeah. So me and um, Dozier are doing High Kitchen when I'm in town, I guess, next month because tomorrow's the first, technically, whatever. Oh, um, for like vegetarian stuff? Yeah. We're going to make cheese shell portobello tacos. You should make uh, ants on a <laughs> wow. log, like those little celery sticks. Oh, wow. How creative. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. make ants on a log. I'll watch it. 
So do you eat crawfish since you're a vegan? Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm not vegan. I'm, so you're I'm vegetarian, but I eat seafood. I love seafood. Nice. Yeah. If yes, I had, yes. to, if I chose to be something, it would be pescatarian. But I like beef. So my yeah, uh, my ex girlfriend was a pescatarian, but she also ate chicken once in a while. So. Okay. Dude, Maddie mean? was Maddie's fucking hilarious. Maddie, <laughs> Maddie was telling me she's like, she, so last like the first time I saw her like six months ago from the last time I seen her, she's like, I'm vegetarian by the way. We're like going on tour together, and she's like, I'm vegetarian now by the way. I'm like, okay, cool, because I like cook while we're on tour, and so like, um, you then cook the next on tour? I, yeah. Wow. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, I mean, if I can, if we get like a condo or you know, yeah, yeah. Whatever, we have I'll a place cook. to stay. Um. But yeah, then the next time I saw her, then she's like, okay, I'm vegetarian now, but I eat seafood. And I was like, okay, it's called pescatarian. And she's like, okay, I'm pescatarian. Then the next time I see her, she's like, I don't eat cheese anymore. I'm like, she's like, so I'm vegan. I'm like, she's, I'm like, but you still eat seafood? And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, Let's- then you're a pescatarian <laughs> that doesn't eat dairy. Like, we had to like go over like what she's like telling everybody. I'm like, stop going to restaurants and saying you're vegan. They're not going to give you like the options you want just because you don't eat cheese. Like it may right. confuse them. It may she's like limiting them. herself to things like that she does eat. Like, you know what I mean? It was just kind of funny. I was like, do you even know what you are? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I don't even say back like forth. anything a lot of the time because if you say you're vegetarian or something or you even say you're pescatarian, like, I don't know. I've got certain things that I let slide, you know? It's like if I go get um, poutine, I'm not going to be like, oh, no gravy, you know what I mean? Or like no fish sauce in my pad thai or whatever, like yeah, right. that right. kind of thing. But yeah, people get like super, super tight on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I accidentally keep like ordering shit with my friend Jake, who's a vegetarian that has bacon on it. And it's like things like stupid things where I'm like, oh, you want some deviled eggs with munch on while we're like playing a game at a bar or whatever? And mm-hmm. oh, sure. And then they come out with bacon. And I'm like, oh, you're fucked. Sorry. <laughs> totally time, forgot. When I was uh, serving at a restaurant one time, a person came in and brought their own bread and wanted us to fry it up for him because it Shut was like a gluten-free up. thing. And I'm like, oh, man. I go back to the cook, <laughs> like the owner and like the head cook, and I'm like, can we do this? And he's like, he got like very confused looking. He's like, I don't think legally, but sure, we'll do it. Like, I think it's like a health code was violation. It glu- like, Wait, was it gluten-free bread? Is yeah. that what the deal was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, like, I, I get I understand that. it, but it's like, you know, you could come in and just get an op- an open sandwich, you know, well, or like open face sandwich yeah, without any bread. Yeah, but if you can't, bread. if you're celiac or like if you a really celiac, can't I understand eat it, that, but yeah. like, no, I, I don't mean open face, but just like a bunless sandwich or breadless. They sandwich. really yeah. liked bread, dude. I guess, like, just, yeah, like, no, yeah. I feel that. I, it's like I get it, <laughs> like but you're not the you're not the person I would want to go to restaurants with. I yeah, get it, yeah. but I don't want to go to a restaurant with you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like my mom. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I love you. I don't want to go to a restaurant with you. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's going to happen. We're going to send things back. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah, gosh. I don't necessarily hey, uh, think it's the restaurant's responsibility, you know? I know. My no, mom's so God. funny. I asked her what she did for her birthday last time, and she's like, well, we went to Jaker's, which is, I'm from Montana, so like we have like one nice restaurant where I live. And I'm like, oh, where? And she's like, man, the last four times we've been there, it's just gone downhill. And it's like, well, then why the fuck do you keep going? <laughs> and it keeps going downhill. Yeah, just like you keep like up. hoping next time is going to be better. Or like, are you just gaining more experiences to shit on? I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, the people want to watch the downward slide. You're just getting website. better I think she at might be in that position in her life where it's just like everything sucks. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm going to try it one more time because I know it's going to be bad. It's got this shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my uh, God. All right, yeah. let's, let's deviate here a little bit. Uh, 
let's go back <laughs> to let's get back to like some music. Um, so Jesse, how did what's your musical background? Did you grow up playing uh, or performing, or did you just kind of like get into production as a yeah. fan? Or um, I grew up singing, so okay. I was always in singing. I was in you know like theater and like performing arts and stuff like that. Um, you know like musicals and whatever. I was in sure. dance, so I was always doing some sort awesome. of performance. Um, but I think, yeah, like my vocal programs and like choir and everything was like, that's what gave me like my major uh, background of music, I would say, as far so as like... So are you a baritone? <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Actually, I was a soprano. <laughs> I was like a hard oh, soprano. Damn. Yeah. Okay. We really went the other way there. Why? Were uh-huh. you a baritone? What? I don't make bass music. Oh, no, I was talking to... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm just very white in secret. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was a soprano, so, yeah, it was cool. Um, we did a lot of music theory, and I feel like that, like, I notice it now a lot, you know what I mean? Where I'm just like, dang, like, I kind of take it for granted in a way where, I'm, like, I'll have an experience where I'm like, wow, if I didn't know that, this would be a lot harder, but you just when you've learned something for so long or something's kind of ingrained in your brain, you don't really think about it. So I'm really thankful for that time that I spent. Yeah. I did a little bit of piano and whatever little dabbling in guitar. Um, but yeah, it was mostly the, the chorus stuff and, and music theory really. Very cool. And do then you just sing on any of your tracks. I do. Yeah. Um, nice in the quiet was like, I mean, that was off my first EP. Um, that's got like the majority of like actual lyrical, singing and then in the new ep um there are little bits in like feel it out and then the um just kind of like the atmospheric part over top of the whole thing in um other side are all my vocals so i I tend to lace them in to like almost anything i do even if i don't leave it in there like i'll always you know i'll hear something and then i'll sing it and then it'll help me formulate whatever that part is meant to be it doesn't necessarily mean that it's meant to be um you know, a lyric or it's meant to have a vocal like that, but then maybe I'll take whatever I've just written as a vocal and, you know, turn it into a MIDI of something else, you know? Sure. Um, sure. So yeah, that's definitely a huge, a huge part of like any, anything that I make. Um, a lot of my newer stuff though is like strongly like based around actual lyrics and actual singing, which is really that's fun. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Very that's cool. exciting. Very cool. Do you sing live as well? Like I haven't yet. <laughs> You're gonna do ah. it. You gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. It's no, the I, next step. It's the natural it progression. Totally. It's a scary. It's a scary fucking step. I will fucking say that. It took me. Everyone used to say that. Why don't you sing on stage yet? Like, how come mm. you? Why don't you got it? You got it. It sounds great on the song. Why don't you do it live? It's like, whoa. You gotta understand like all of the variables that like come into existence the moment you step on a, a live stage and you want to co- try to convey the same like yeah. everything on a record on a pre-recorded commercial quality track like, that's the thing especially that is tough yeah especially when like you're the sole writer and producer of all your music it's like you know how you want it to sound it's not like you know someone made the track for you and you're like okay i'm just gonna go rip my stuff on it you know like mm-hmm. it's like you just are so i mean this is the way i feel it's like i'm just so particular um about it so i totally get what you're saying especially if like you know I'm obviously someone who is just DJing mostly. So it's like, I don't, I've not really worked with like, you know, doing live sound checks and stuff like that. So I'm definitely excited for, for that. 
and the learning yeah, process of, sure. of what that brings. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. um, I assume you would probably, well, you could use a Helicon too, but you produce in Ableton, yeah? Uh, I use FL Studio. Oh, well, fucking A. We got mm-hmm. a fruity. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a logic. <laughs> so no one understands me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had like one or two logic producers on here and one other fruity loops producer right. okay uh Goog- i think guggen's guggen's is uh fl yeah is he yeah okay so that's sure. two look yeah. at now you're our third nice damn fl fam <laughs> fl was my first i w- wouldn't call it a daw i guess well it was it a, a sequencer it wasn't oh, a daw oh yeah 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 when you first started sequencer yeah yeah, yeah when mm-hmm. i was like 11 years old i, fa- I found fruity loops online yeah. just trying to find how do you make music with a computer kind mm-hmm. of yeah. shit on the internet? And it was, a, it was freeware. So I downloaded it, but it was just a sequencer at the time. It was sort of just like a giant version of an 808, like a TR yeah. 808 or something like sure. that. Yeah. It's crazy but how it's evolved a lot. It's, a, it's evolved. Yeah, totally. I was just talking about that with somebody else as well, just about like the sound quality of all the DAWs like verse each other. And mm-hmm. um, I think I was talking with Alicia about it. She was saying how, um, Cause we've been talking with, I'd been talking with Ableton reps about maybe like starting to, to do some live stuff in Ableton, but I'm nervous because I really like logic and I've taken so long to learn that, that it's, it's, it feels like a large task for me to just completely go into a new DAW trying to produce and like create this live set. So Mm -hmm. I was talking to Alicia because she produces in logic, then she takes that and then puts it in Ableton for her live, her live shit. But we were talking about how Ableton like initially also wasn't a DAW. It was like designed specifically for you to have these live outputs and to be able to process things in real time. So you could use it as a facet to perform multiple things live and loop and shit like that. But it wasn't a DAW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that's why they're sort of falling behind in terms of like sound quality and like some of the mastering plugins that Logic comes with opposed to yeah. and Ableton. There's a, there's a lot of, of people like like professional studio engineers out there, too, who will like swear by the Pro Tools um, yeah. algorithms as well it's like it just sounds better to them and i i to me it does i, I can't tell the difference but they have a very well-trained ear so i'll take for their sure. word for it you know? yeah yeah i it feel like that's what you it see it feels like pro tools is like dying but that's only because like of the the area that i make music in right. you know i'm very I, i'm aware it's that in like the in the live studio, music sort of it's scene, dying but in like the it's pro huge studios, it's all everybody that's uses what people still use, yeah. yeah totally yeah, it looks so overwhelming i remember seeing it for my it first time i went to go some, one of my friends was working at um, the Institute of Production and Recording here in Minneapolis and needed like somebody, some singer-songwriter bullshit to come in so they could like do a recording project for class or something. And I went in and saw Pro Tools and was like, and saw all those little um, patch cables yeah. hanging on the wall. And I was so fucking overwhelmed. <laughs> what is all that shit? Dude, have you ever tried using Pro Tools? It sucks so Dude, bad. Dude, I literally was so overwhelmed watching that. It's I think my only knowledge base was like curve. a little bit of garage band at the time. And I was like, what is yeah, that? Wow. And then even more weird is Reason. Yeah, that's Reason weird has too. That's like really the, clunky. The digital rack, you yeah. know, where you can, you can turn everything it, around yeah, and, and patch things. Yeah. And what the fuck? Do you know who uses Reason? Is Logan. Uh, Defunk. He also uses like Bitwig though and all this other yeah, He uses like three dots. Strange things. Yeah. That? <laughs> it's another like Bitwig Australian was, uh, dog. No, oh, Bitwig okay. was desi- was um, a spinoff of Ableton. It was some of their engineers started it. It's a German based company. Hmm. Oh, okay. They're Good like to know. across the street from each other and Ryland uses that too. Really? Yeah, Beak Nasty. I don't know if you know who they are, Jesse. 
They're no. out in Denver playing at the Black Box all the time, too. Okay, nice. Yes. Awesome. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. so cool. how, talk, well, how people. long have you been? Uh, how long have you been producing electronic music then? What got I you into that? It would have been actually okay. So I I created one of those Facebook group things today. So this is like the only reason that I can kind of give you an exact date right now. So I feel like probably it was around this time. Um, but it said that I created my page on September 26th of 2015. So oh, wow. I think I was producing a little bit longer than that. So. Yeah, almost five years, I guess that would be. Damn, Very that's cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it was weird pretty. To look um, back at how long it takes? <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Sorry, it's a weird to look back at how long it takes to get to a point when you're like even comfortable showing somebody what you've done. Oh man, <laughs> to think like how crazy. far I'm beyond that now. It's Shit, crazy. I've been dabbling just... with stuff since like 2008. I haven't showed anybody anything. You send me shit all the time. Yeah, but like people who like don't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up. That's a compliment. I said people who don't matter. I know. I mean, <laughs> so everyone listening, you don't matter. <laughs> well, but I'm more self-conscious about that. Hey, comment on this podcast if you want Pat to release a song. Boom, <laughs> roasted. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I know what you mean, though. It, it takes, like, and all the transitions that you go through, like, just as a person, you know what I mean? Like, and as a producer or as a music maker, whatever kind of writing you're doing, it's like, it, you can really um, gauge it, I find, which is interesting because, like, obviously when you're just doing things in life, you have certain things that you can gauge. But when you've got these bodies of work that, you know, continue to change, you can really, like, look at it from an outsider's point of view, which totally. I feel like is sometimes, you know, you can't do that always. I mean, you can't. It's harder when you're in it, you know. But then when you look back, at least you're like you can analyze it and be like, wow, like. Mm-hmm. this was working or this wasn't working or like just noticing patterns that you've always used and just noticing the way that you've learned things and don't necessarily know how <laughs> you learned them, but here you are now totally kind of did. thing. It's amazing. That really. also, like, it's so crazy. It like encompasses yeah. your finding your own style too, which I've 100%. like had a really big issue with um, like me being able to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll show somebody a whip and they'll be like, wow, you're like finally coming into you know, your own. And like, I can tell, you know, things sound like you. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck about this sounds like me? Yeah. But something does, you know, because yeah, we do have those tendencies and those habits that are ours and ours alone. And we re-replicate them over and over in songs and like new things that we learn. So it only Mm -hmm. makes sense that things sound cohesive to a degree, but I can't fucking hear it. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like some of those little subconscious, like little, little tricks that well, it's people preference. are doing that you can hear. It, I mean, yeah. think about even like, yeah, like sounds, when you're listening through hi hats and, and snares shit. and stuff, like your own personal preference of what mm-hmm. kind of music you like is going to yeah. dictate what snare you chose, what yeah. hi hat you chose, what kick you chose. Fully. So like that element of you is there, whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And that's kind of oh. a pun. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it has to be, otherwise everyone's shit would sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> some, some does. <laughs> well, some I does. mean, that. Yeah. They, that's true to an extent, but yeah, like you said, like, I feel like, you know, after a certain time, like you kind of come into your own, but I feel like that's also something that you have to hone as well. You know, it's like, you you have to be quite discriminative. And I feel like that's like one of the biggest things I've learned, you know, over the years is just like how to say no to stuff, you know, just be like, okay, sonically, this sounds sweet, but does that, do I feel anything from that? No, probably not. 
delete, you know, like totally. And on brand is also another thing that's like tough to weed out the things that aren't on brand. You might make something that's super fucking awesome, but it's nothing like you've ever done before and it just doesn't work. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And that's um, even like a, then you're getting out of like the entire, I mean, you're still in the artistry, but then you're like going into the business side where you're just like, then you have to think about that. You're like, oh, frick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I just recorded the song with a singer from a Queen cover band and it's awesome, but it's not on brand. And I'm so yeah. bummed because he's a phenomenal vocalist and it was mm. fun to make, but it's, I don't know if it will ever see the light of day. Sounds uh, interesting though. So. <laughs> uh, going on what you just said, I think that could be kind of interesting. Um, when you went from more of the creative side, uh, kind of like finding and honing your, your sound mm -hmm. into more, um, and you got more fans and became more popular and you had to deal with more with the business side. Have you found that annoying or frustrating in any way, or do you enjoy that aspect or do you kind of, I, I guess my question is, is it kind of obnoxious that you can't just make music that you want to make or like what Megan said, quote on brand. Uh, yeah. Does that, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm asking? I totally know what you mean. I feel like yeah. I've always had from the beginning, I've always had a really strong vision of what I see my work to be. Um, and what I see the concept to be and where it comes from. So I've never really felt like I can't make what I want. Um, that being said, like, you know, I find it's less so the branding um, idea that would make, you know, my decision for, okay, I'm going to put this track out or I'm not. And more like, is this me? Is this getting what I want to get across? Because I feel like because mm -hmm. I'm the one that creates the brand, you know what I right. mean? It's like, that's my idea. That's my vision, essentially. Um, Absolutely. I know deep in my heart kind of thing. And I feel like that's the main thing that you have to trust that if this is meant to be there, it's meant to be there. If it's getting the message that I want to get across, you know, if I feel like that's going to have an impact in some way and I feel like I want people to hear that, then, I mean, that's one of the main things, or one of the biggest things that matters for me, you know, because then you have tracks that like, I have tons of tracks that like, you know, I'm okay with them. I'm like, I like this. Yeah, sure. But I don't feel like I need people to hear this. It's important that people hear this. And mm -hmm. I, you know, kind of think about it in the way that I think about the groups that I like the most and the bands that I like the most. It's like, you know, everything that they put out, it's like, it, it all kind of sounds like them, you know, and I feel like mm -hmm. those were probably the pieces that they put out because it was them. Not because, right. and I mean, mind you, like people have um, deals with managers and labels and whatever and that obviously dictate what they can and can't. But I feel like when you feel the true essence of something, it, you know, they're not focusing so much on, I have to stay within the lines. So I think right. that's what I like about being an independent artist right now is that I get to make that call. So I'm, um, as sure. long as I feel comfortable with it, I'm going to do it kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, have that's, anyone. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't have anyone that has to tell me like, oh, that's not on your brand. You know, of course it's good to be, um, you still have to be strategic, but you have to follow your heart, you know? Right. Right. That's a great piece of advice. It's a very interesting. Um, I'll do a little like tangential story here. There's this band back in the eighties called Simple Minds mm -hmm. that recorded, um, the theme song for the breakfast club and <laughs> nice that song is called don't you forget about me or yeah something like that. that's a huge oh, yeah, you guys song. know that song right so that was not written by them that was 
given to them by their manager to mm-hmm. record because it was going to be this big, huge hit and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it was. And that's what people think about with those guys. And like even this your guys' reaction. This reminds me of Cherry Pie. Or- yeah. And even your guys' <laughs> reaction is like, oh, yeah, I know the song. I know the song. And I, mm-hmm. I love that song. I like their other songs too, but they personally hate that song. They don't play it live. That and is Cherry Pie, dude. Exactly. It's Who that did Cherry Pie again? Uh, the band Warrant. Yeah, Warrant. <laughs> you were we were talking about this. Yeah, they, they they like got given that song by well, their management, who was like, "You need to you need a song need that's like popular, single, so stop right? making yeah. shitty shit and, and yeah. like record Cherry Pie." And they fucking hate it. They hate it's like it, their like, bane of their well, existence. Yeah, like yeah. That, that's a little bit more of an extreme example because that kind of ruined their career. <laughs> That's because that they became be, they became a quote one hit wonder because of that, yeah. uh, and then hair metal kind of died around that same time. So now they're just a bunch of old dudes playing the hair metal like scene, you know, like kind of like how emo rock bands are coming back. They were, that was like uh-huh. ten years ago for Warrant. And, oh my god! Yeah, I'm having so much word association right now, like with one hit wonder. <laughs> Um, that like fucking song, Amadeus, you know, Amadeus, yeah. Amadeus. Yeah, yeah, I do. I was fucking singing that once and somebody comes up to me and they're like, it's I'm a player. And I was like, what? Kill yourself. <laughs> Is there like a. I was like, like hey, yeah, stranger. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, Is that, like, was, did somebody do a like remix, a sample of that and said, like, I'm a yeah, player? Yeah, it was like Gorilla Joe or, so, or some shit. Didn't you know, yeah, I'm a player, yeah. I'm a player. Became, oh, I'm a player. yeah, yeah. Yeah, hello. Quite big. Every, you know, yeah, but they tried to tell me that that's how, that's how the song goes. Okay. Yeah, I was like, get a vasectomy, thanks. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of that out there. You said, yeah, really? <laughs> I don't it's know little, what I said. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> you know, like what you said, though, it's like you do hear about that. I, I find quite frequently when you're dealing with, like, you know, thinking about, like, major record labels and stuff like that. Because I've watched quite a few documentaries um, and interviews with different people. And I think I was watching one recently of, like, Elton John or something. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, it, it was one of his bigger tunes. I can't remember what one it was. But they were basically, like, yeah, like we were going to give this to so-and-so and and then we gave it to Elton John instead. And I was like, what? Wow. What? Elton, my boy, like what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, Um, you didn't write it. But yeah. And like, I always think about that because, you know, I've got numerous songs that like, I don't think I ever need to use it, but someone else could use it. But like, that's weird to me. Like it's cool, but I just find Mm -hmm. that like, I don't know. Cause I feel like music is such a personal thing, you know? Yeah, no, I guess I feel like it is when you are the one that's doing every single part of it. I feel like it's more personal to us because we have a Mm -hmm. hand in every single thing. Yeah. When I feel like when you're in that sort of realm, you know, like people are Mm -hmm. sort of more business oriented, maybe, or, you know, like Elton John's wasn't producing, Elton John wasn't producing every single thing on his albums. Right. Um, so it may be, I'm not saying that it's removed, like it's once removed from them necessarily because they didn't have a hand in everything, but I feel like that gives me more sense of ownership and also makes me more offended when it's criticized. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something to be said about um, having the mentality of, of ownership on your, all, of your, all of your music, especially if you're, like you just said, Megan, if you're producing and writing and doing everything on it. But I think there's also something to be said about the mindset where I heard somebody say this a while ago. I can't remember who, but once you write a song and release it, it's no longer your song. Honestly, I was just going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. And so like once it's out there, yeah, Mm -hmm. I kind of agree with it too. And it's like, you kind of want to hold on to it and you want, because it's your baby, right? But 
it no longer is. It's just out in the real world. It's all grown up and holy shit. This this is such a perfect segue into one of the talking points that I wanted to hit on this episode. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. CNN Entertainment yesterday article came out. Katy Perry's Dark Horse copied from Christian rap song and California, a California jury like totally supported the Christian rapper. And so Katy Perry is like gonna have to pay like full reparations and like royalties for totally stealing a song from Joyful Noise, a song by a Christian rap artist, Flame. Did you okay. hear it? I have not heard it. You know, um, let's see if it's in the article. Dark no. Horses. The other one isn't. But yeah, this random Christian rapper won a lawsuit against Katy Perry for stealing his freaking song. That's and that crazy. That would be the funniest wow. thing I've ever heard. Well, Katy Perry stole from the Lord. <laughs> she did. You don't steal from the Lord. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's kind of like the same thing because I guess once he, he put it out there, it's no longer his song, but according to the California courts, it is. Oh, exactly. That's, well, that's a different, that's a different thing. That's a, that's, that's a, a copyright law. That's a that's copyright a law thing. thing. <laughs> It was but tangential. It was but more it, it like segued well. Yeah, it's more of like once it like the song is out there, it can mean it can have different interpretations to uh, the listener. Hundred percent. Then the angle that you wrote it. From, yeah, fully, you know? and, and, and it might yeah, exactly. it might match up, but it might not. So I yeah. feel like I just mean that like I feel like you know music can be such a personal thing, and and that like from the perspective as of an artist, in the sense of you know wanting to create something that comes from your soul or whatever you know it's like and other people view you know people view art as different things it's like you know maybe you don't feel like you necessarily need to write the lyrics to that song and that's totally cool too like as long as you're being true to your own shit but I feel like I just mean as personal on the level that like you have to or I have to be personal um and kind of you know break that wall down so that I can let whatever it is out and then just, and then let it go. Like you said, and then you detach from it. You make it, it's like you write a song, but you don't, sometimes you don't even remember writing that song. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's not Love yours anymore. And then people hear it and maybe they're like, oh, like that song, you know, really hit me. And you're just like sick and you don't even remember it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yes, absolutely. Because like, I feel like, you know, a lot of groups maybe feel like that way too. You know, it's like, they'll put out music and then like 20 years later, someone's like, Oh my God, that was my wedding song. And they're like, wow. You know, it's like, maybe that was like their mm. most hated song on the record. Right. Kind or of like thing. a song so, that they never, they never play live or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It like and, it, and it doesn't track. matter at that point because uh, art is for the receiver really, you know, is you think when it's in the process, mm. it's for the creator. But then once it leaves, once it's done, you know, no matter what, Mm-hmm. you feel about it still is the creator of it. I, I feel like it's just for the world at that point. And it has a exactly. ripple effect. And that's why like my last EP that I just dropped um, was called Butterfly Effect. Like that has to do with it as well. Because yeah. it's just like, what do you put into the world? Like, you know, what are you putting out in any way, energetically or physically? And just like thinking about the effect that that has, it's like, holy hell, you can't, you right. just go down a freaking rabbit hole. Absolutely. It just came out on July 5th. Um, yeah, and it's called Butterfly Effect. Uh, it came out on Deep Jerk and Dangerous. It's a four-track EP. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm awesome. really excited Is about it. Is it better I'll, than the movie? Is it better than the movie? Okay, so I need to watch the it's movie It's got to be again. as good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, obviously, it's probably, 
it's on the same concept of, of the movie, which is great. But yeah, no, I'm really excited about that EP. Those tracks were definitely, um, I was really excited to get them out, you know, and like, you know how long things can take from the actual oh process of making it to the actual release process. So I'm really excited that that's out, Holy especially shit, for, for festival real. season. Right. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. It's awesome, dude. I'm stoked to hear it. I haven't checked it out yet, to be honest, but we'll definitely oh, bump it. Oh, I'll send it yep. to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, and what do you got? What do you have coming up? Um, I think this this episode we're going to try to get out next week, so early August. But what you got? What do you have coming up for the back half of the summer here? Awesome. Um, yeah. So, well, next week um, is Shambhala. So, yeah. yay. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. We have a Deep Dark and Dangerous takeover on Friday at the amphitheater. Um, so that's going to be fire. And then I've got, uh, I've got Salasta, which is, uh, I think somewhere in North Carolina. Um, and then I've got base center after that. So is that base nectar? Yeah. Or is uh-huh. that a nice? That's exciting. Congrats. Yeah. Thank Where's you. Where's that at? That's at, uh, Hampton Coliseum in Virginia. Okay. Yeah. The South's got it going on over there. I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Be a the big East one. Coast is like Southeast Coast. Really? Like Asheville, North Carolina, too. It's like oh, popping yeah. off over totally. there. Totally. Really? Oh, man. I don't know much I, about that at all. They have a lot it's of huge. stuff going on, and it's getting like mega big, too. Like last time I played in Asheville, it's like this tiny town. It was like such a hype show. I was like, what the hell is going on over here? Yeah, I remember someone telling me, like, you got to play in Asheville. It was this guy that lived there, mm-hmm. and he's like a side trance uh, DJ from mm-hmm. there. It's like, you got to play there. I was like, I don't make Psytrance. And he was like, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> yeah, now I just see Asheville all over the place. Cool. I mean, it's a big college town. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, 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 totally. The college kids love that. They loved a bit of partying. I think, yeah, I've heard college kids like to party. I don't know no if that's way, true or bro. not. I don't know if that's <laughs> true. I never went to college, know. so I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> um, uh, okay, and then the, I guess I have one more question for you. Um you said you grew up doing musicals and stuff. What's your favorite musical? Ooh, probably like, oh, well, I don't know if this counts, but like, I mean, I liked Fan and the Opera. Like I used to watch that at sleepovers and stuff. That was a good one. Um, nice. Yeah, that totally counts. Well, I mean, that counts, but then I was going to segue into something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, go, keep going, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Um, have, you se- have you ever seen the movie Across the Universe? Uh, yes, I have seen it. Isn't that Where the it's like Beatles? the Beatles. I yeah. think that counts. Yeah, I think that counts. That counts. It's a movie. Like they maybe they did yeah. it like you know as a performance. I think they did it on Broadway. Th- I can't imagine they didn't. They definitely. I think they definitely performed it live, um, either on Broadway or I want like to feel like Las like Vegas. Maybe Las Vegas. Yeah, they did. I, yeah, yeah, it counts. It counts. Exactly. They're, they're, they're making a fucking movie of Cats right now, and I want to die. I know, I saw that. Did you see that shit? They CGI'd. <laughs> CGI'd everybody. It's fucking uh, awful looking. That sounds a bit scary. I was so never bad. Like, I like certain, like, I like musical and theatrical elements, but I was never one of those people that, like, I love musicals. You know what I mean? Like, I right. wouldn't like that vibe. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sampling that. Likewise. likewise. <laughs> I, I enjoy musicals that I see and that I that are cool. Yeah. I don't go seek them out, though. It's not like no, exactly. I gotta go see a new musical yeah. every week. No, I made a joke, like, last week when the Cats commercial came out. That was like, man, the only thing worse than musicals is people that like them. And I- <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Fuck you. I I'm actually joking, enjoy musicals. dude. I'm joking. I think... Sort of. Cinderella, Brandy, and Whitney Houston. Let's I just like music. In general, so it's the same thing. It's like if the musical's good, just like the music. It's like the, if the music is shit, I don't like it. If the musical shit, I don't like it. But like I like Grease. 
you know, stuff like that. I was that's just gonna cool. say that's one of my that's one of my top. It's probably my top musical, one of my top five movies of all time, too. Really? I wow. really like wow. that Wow, yeah. Okay. I, know it's it, I don't know. It's super nostalgic for me, though, too, so I think that plays a part. My dad oh, puts it on every time I go to his house. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm more of a Kaniki <laughs> than a Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You're a fan, bro. You're a fan. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm more of an Olivia Newton John. Yeah. What is she doing these days? Uh just making money off royalties. Yeah, she's just actually her and um interestingly enough, her and John Travolta put out a Christmas album. I thought you were gonna say they got married and I was gonna be like (laughs) I knew it. No, they put out a Christmas album and for anybody listening, if you wanna see a really funny wholesome picture. They both did. And if you wanna see a really funny thing, just Google the their Christmas album. Um, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, and the album cover is just super cheesy. You know I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it's really funny. Amazing. And with that note, everybody, (laughs) have a wonderful fucking day. We want to thank our special guest this week, uh, Kiva. Jesse, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much, Jesse. We super appreciate you joining us on The Green Room, a podcast. I'm stoked to see you at some festies soon. Um... Maybe in Denver again soon, like we were yeah. just saying. So. Aren't you going to Denver soon? I am. I play there with Bass Physics and Cofresi on April 20... April, Jesus. August 24th at Cervantes in the main room. Um, oh, also shit. with Cat Party. It will be pretty cool. I think Early Birds and First Tier tickets already sold out. So, like, go really? get your go tickets because it's going to sell out August for sure. 24th, you said? Yeah, it's a Saturday. I'll be in Denver for, um, like... A week surrounding that so if you're in denver and you want to kick it or go show me where the dank foods at hollatch girl hell yeah yeah jimmy what do you got coming up nothing <laughs> just hot girl summer nice yep. all thongs no dogs, hot dogs no dogs <laughs> hell yeah oh my god uh, Pat, you know what, what do you got coming up you know what this summer has been uh one of the most uneventful summers i've had in the last 10 years and um i haven't really had a whole lot of fun I, Every time I see you, you're having fucking fun. I know, but like, that's not real fun. Oh, that's depressing too. Yeah, I know. Well, we'll like cut this whole part out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, you know, like um, soak up that vitamin D, everybody. Get your Cheryl Crow on. That's right. I'm going to tell everyone to lighten up, you know? That's right. You know what? I'm going to soak up the sun. Soak up and the sun. you guys, we only have like another month and a half. Of nice weather. The state fair is coming up soon too. Oh, 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 oh shit! Oh, oh what? Oh what shit! Chicken oh, ass, oh, moving like oh, a gypsy. Stop! Oh, back it up now. Oh, let, let me see, see your hips. hips. Swing! Yeah, for real. Me and Jimmy are gonna get our eat on. Oh, you at guys want to do some state funnel cakes? You know what's Man, super funny? Fun last year, no. last year, Caleb hits me up and he's like, he's like. Hey Megan, I think like me and Kalena are gonna come to the Twin Cities and go to like this huge food event that they have every summer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like that's super. Ex- food event. We talked I was about like, this. that's the food super event. exciting, dude. It like, is, what though. what food event are you going to? I'm thinking like, you know, like the beer, like the beer festival, or like the beer and wine festival, you know, some sort of thing like that. And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's like this huge thing that they do every year, but I don't know. I've seen like videos of it and stuff. And so I really want to go. Me and Kalina want to go with my brother and we're going to go like eat as much food as we possibly can. And it's going to be awesome. We should hang out. I was like, okay, we'll find out what it's called. Holler back. And he's like, okay, it's called the Minnesota State Fair. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I literally died. And um, if you're listening to it this right now, Caleb and Kalina, get your asses out here for the Minnesota yeah, State, State Fair. Fair. Yeah, come yeah, eat food with us. Because you know what? Like, 
the best, my favorite part of the state fair is that big ass slide. The big ass he slide? He likes the big slide. The big you know slide what's really funny story about that? Burbat, the big slide? Sack. I was with like eight people the first year that I ever went to the state fair it was with my ex-girlfriend, Katie. Yeah. And Rip Fembot, we were with like, all, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> we were with like a bunch of her high school friends that are all from like Mountain View, like Shoreview area. Sure. And um, they all made this, we all made this like agreement that whoever lost had to moon the crowd. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So Bobby, if you're listening to this, which you're not, you lost and you're a puss did and you didn't moon the, crowd. moon the crowd. So who did it instead? Katie. Get it, girl. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah good for It was hilarious. There were families everywhere. There were tiny children and she mooned everybody. Wait, what's this guy's awesome. name? What's this guy's name? Bobby. Come on, that you lost so the bet. Funny. Show some cheeks, man. Dude, I'll never Dude, forget it's just, it. Though. It's just your and being cheeks, like, oh, like no, who I can't cares? do it. He like clearly lost. He's like, oh, I can't do it. I and can't. Katie's just like, fuck it. And like pulls her pants on and just moons this whole crowd of people. I mean, it's not like these little kids they never seen a butt before. Right. Yeah, but it was really funny. You know what's funny? Like he lost but at the end he won he's just a real loser he's just an ass all right <laughs> he's not an ass <laughs> oh my god all right, all right on that note we will see you guys soon we have a lot of great guests coming up here we in the do. next month like we're really really fucking super stoked yes i am anyway super yeah, stoked we're super hyped and uh we'll see you guys soon we'll Word. talk to you guys soon don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you